This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joining me as usual are Alex and Scott. Say hello. Hey. Hello. And joining us today is special guest Brian. Say hello. Hello. All right. Hello, Brian. Hi, Alex. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about WWF moments behind the mic. And I think specifically we're going to be talking about Oh, yeah! So, Alex, take it away. Nothing means nothing. Good old macho man Randy Savage. Might be one of uh, one of the best mic speakers in the WWF. Oh, my gosh. The one, uh, this, the one specifically I'm talking about is... You can search it up on YouTube real easy. Macho man, cream of the crop. It's the first link. It is amazing. And one of my work buddies just brought it up out of the blue for some reason. And it just took me back to, like, the late 80s, early 90s when I was really into the wrestling and WWF. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. But Macho Man. Well, it first starts off with uh, good old Mean Gene Okerlund and his awesome tan and shiny head. And he's uh, talking about something. And then Macho Man just comes in saying, nothing means nothing. (laughs) He's like, oh, uh... Nothing means nothing. What do you mean, champ? Nothing means nothing. <laughs> he says it like two or three times. Then he goes on about how his uh, his match was like rigged. It was like a bad call by the refs or something. But not to worry because the cream rises to the top. And this is what sets this apart for me from any other like interview that Mean Gene has with anybody else is that Hulk Hogan with his giant banana hands pulls like this sleight of hand and he starts pulling out like those tiny like coffee creamers out of nowhere oh sorry macho man (laughs) Randy Randy Papo (laughs) they both wear bandanas but macho man starts uh, doing the sleight of hand with those tiny coffee creamers and every time he says cream he rises to the top and pulls another one out. I think he pulls out like 50. I don't know. It's amazing. And he's, the first one, he just he just plops right down on the ground. And then Mean Gene starts asking about other stuff. He's like, whoa, whoa, don't worry about it. You know why? Because the green rises to the top. He pulls out one. He pulls it out. He puts one on Mean Gene. He pulls out like a third one later on in the interview. This one is the one that's my favorite because he puts it on top of his head and he starts he puts up both his, both his hands and he starts slowly rotating doing a 360 <laughs> trying to balance it on his head and then this is the best part when the creamer eventually falls off his head it hits his shoulder and it lands like in that giant muscle valley between his deltoid <laughs> and the shoulder but <laughs> I guess he's too used to like doing his quote unquote wrestling <laughs> that when it hits his shoulder he does like a uh, like a little hit reaction <laughs> like he got hit oh my gosh this is seriously 
I, n I didn't see this live, unfortunately, but this is, I think, my favorite. Favorite Minji interview of all time. I doubt anyone ever saw that live, but I don't think that was a main event or a <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, but it's so good from beginning to end. Macho Man, great might skills. Great magician skills, too. I know, that is the most <laughs> best part about that is... He has some serious sleight of hand, and I don't know how he's able to keep pulling him out. <laughs> he's got giant hands. That can't, that can't hurt. But with the delicacy that he pulls out, each <laughs> individual tiny coffee creamer without crushing it, that impresses me the most. Yes. And his, like you said, his overall mic skills. He was always one of the best. I don't know how we kept on talking without a sore throat, because it hurts. <laughs> Macho Man was one of the, one of the best. R.I.P. I know. <laughs> Have you guys seen that uh, somebody did an awesome painting, and the caption was just, this is why the apocalypse never, had, never yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, a picture of Jesus, and his hands are over the globe, and he's looking kind of sad and morose and peaceful. <laughs> and then, on the top left corner, you just see Maki, Macho Man Randy Savage dropping, starting to drop a mean elbow on him. Oh my gosh. It gets me every time. I love that painting. That was a classic picture. <laughs> so speaking of him kind of, you know, tur twirling around, reminds me of something when uh, I was really young. Um, I didn't know that that song, you know, his intro was the, um, the graduation song, Problem Cir Circumstance or whatever it's called. And uh, we were at my my cousin's graduation, and that song came on, and I just immediately jumped up and went like, <laughs> "Ooh yeah!" And I started doing the little spin. Uh, Did you think Macho Man was gonna pop up? No, I don't know. I just I didn't know that that song was for you know graduating, you know, for pomp or circumstance. Yes, and um, yeah, his, I, I only knew it. I only knew it from Macho Man. <laughs> yeah, that was his only association with the song. And he did. He stood up, he like grabbed his belt and started twirling his finger in the air. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, macho Man, he was awesome. Man. He just died within the last year or two, right? No, it's been a big Oh, I think you're right with the Apocalypse thing, which was 2012. He died in the car crash, right? Yeah. 2011. 2011, okay. Is ready. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna bring up the Spider-Man. Yeah, oh my god. I, I almost jumped out of my seat when I saw that. But anyways, we'll get to that later. Okay. But yeah, last thing I remember uh, besides Spider-Man, Macho Man being in is the Slim Jim commercials. I ate, I ate so many Slim Jims because of that man. To this day, I, every time I go on a road trip and we stop at a gas station, I have to get a Slim Jim. <laughs> you gotta snap into it. <laughs> Yeah. And then and then you eat like one third of it and you realize why you don't eat Slim Jims. No way, I love them still. They're yeah. delicious. You actually had that whole hockey tournament that one day where all you had was a Slim Jim and uh, edamame from Sushi West and beer. That's all you had all day long. Yes. And, and you were only, a mess. That's the only Asian food you eat, right, Brian? Edamame? <laughs> he literally had a Slim Jim at like 7 in the morning and edamame like at 10 at night and, and like two hockey games and copious amounts of booze. Needless to say, around midnight came around and he was a mess. 
<laughs> Weren't you on that uh, Japanese Macho Man diet? What? Slim Jim, Edamame. <laughs> Before we leave Macho Man, we gotta talk about his awesome move. Climb to the top rope. Oh, gee, but put, that was the best. put his fingers in the air and jump all the way across the goddamn ring plan. Selbo. <laughs> seriously, they make they make that look easy, but that's gotta be pretty damn hard. They are pretty high up, and then even just to keep your balance up on those ropes. <laughs> yeah, they're so top heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, balances it doesn't fall over. Yeah, and they jump like pretty damn far. They they do they do fail sometimes though. Uh, yeah, I remember um, WrestleMania not too long ago it was Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle, and, and Lesnar got up on the top rope after he laid out uh, Angle and did the tried to do the shooting star press. So it, it was actually highly impressive because Brock Lesnar's a monster. The, the dude's like six six and like two hundred eighty pounds. He did the flip. But he didn't rotate far enough. He basically skidded on his forehead for about oh. three or four feet. <laughs> I I thought I saw somebody die, like as it was happening. And he rolled over, and <laughs> and uh, Angle basically had to let him like throw him on top of him so he could get pinned. <laughs> and at one point he stood up, and his eyes were like rolled in the back. Of his there, there was just nothing going on there. And you know, Lesnar was still scripted to win that fight, so <laughs> so Angle had to, to still try to make it look convincing. But yeah, it's amazing that you did die. He was trying to pull like a weekend at Bernie, just like grabbing his arm and hitting yeah. himself. With it. Yeah, except except Lesnar is like the size of a fucking horse. Yeah. So did he get more hurt in WWF than he did in a UFC? Yes, <laughs> for sure. That's sad. What about, well, I'm going to jump the gun here, but talk about, like, the big dudes on the top ropes. Remember Undertaker used to walk along the rope? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he'd, he'd be holding on to the guy's arm, but he yeah. can still, that guy, how big was he? Like, seven, nine foot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least, with a hat. His low pan height. He'd <laughs> <laughs> drive a truck right through him. He'd walk across the top rope and then jump down. I was like, that guy's enormous, and the rope's not that big. Yeah, he had to stop doing that after he broke his neck for, like, the third time. I don't think he broke it from that. No, no, I'm just saying. There came a point where he couldn't do certain things anymore. Mm-hmm. God bless him. Undertaker! <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> you jump in the gun. I'm going to talk about that guy. <laughs> so, anyways, it's the, our description here doesn't do justice to cream of the crop, folks. Just We'll link it <laughs> on the page and on Twitter. So that's it on uh, Cream of the Crop. Jeff, what do you got? Okay, so we're doing our list already? Alright. Yeah. Alright, well, I, I watched a lot of wrestling as a, as a young kid and then what? later as a young adult, but I don't remember too many specific moments of us, of that stuff, so I just have a list of like the guys I always like listening to and one great moment. So, I'll start with that, and Ted when you Brian? Yeah, I did suplex Brian through, the, through a glass window. <laughs> I love that story. 
I also got him in a full Nelson and he chipped his tooth. I got Chokesland in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who was the Chokeslam Alex? Yeah, dude, let's do it. <laughs> I cut my wrist Chokeslamming you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on your watch. I, I drew first blood. Watch this. I was also the Intercontinental Champion in uh, Tony Quintero's World Wrestling League when I was a kid. <laughs> this guy growing up, I literally had a ring in his backyard. His dad put down mattresses and posts along the side with like actual rope as the rope. And we would have epic wrestling matches. And we had like fake belts, but, like real belts with like, stickers on them that said it was awesome. <laughs> and we, this is elementary school. And we actually like hand-drew uh, tickets. And we handed them out to all our classmates, hoping they'd show up and watch our WrestleMania event. <laughs> kind of like that South Park episode? I don't know. But... With El Pollo Loco! <laughs> it was awesome. Anyway, Ted DiBiase was one of the greatest heels of, uh, I think, our generation. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, you know, just you know, showing that he can buy off everybody with money. And the greatest moment I can remember is that he was going to give this little kid, little kid's like six, seven years old, He'd give him $100 if he could bounce a basketball 15 times without stopping. And you've seen this kid. He's bouncing. He's doing it. And he gets like 13 or 14. And Teddy Biasi just kicks the ball away. <laughs> oh, it's one of the greatest moments in the heel history. <laughs> yeah, he used to give money to the audience. That's right. Yeah, well, he... Yeah, challenge them, and they would never really win because he'd always be a dick about it. But look, we'll post this video too. It's the little kid, and he's up there, and he's doing it, and then he just kicks the ball away from him, and he gives you know he turns the crowd and laughs. Uh, he was one of the best. What was his um, finishing move? Do you remember the name? Million Dollar Dream. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> and then he'd put a hundred dollar bill in your mouth, and you were passed out on yeah. the. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is brilliant. Crossover. Oh my gosh. Crossover moment. Alright. What is the coolest slash funniest like finishing move like the name of the finishing move a wrestler did? Shattered Dreams. <laughs> that one was good. <laughs> it was terrible. It was the kick to the crotch. Yeah. I don't know what it, what the name was, but it was Yokozuna's finisher where he just slammed oh, his gigantic ass into your face. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't Yokozuna. That was Rikishi. Oh, that was Rikishi. Yeah. Who, no, I'm not who I'm was not also worked itself. Uh, we're talking about like the name of the move. I know, but I forgot the name of it. Okay, yeah. I'll think of one. The uh, <laughs> man, mankind mandible claw. But oh, after, but, but but after he started using the sock. Oh, Socko! Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Socko! Manable Claw! Manable Claw! So you're going of... for funny names, right, Brian? Yeah, I can think of two of them. I, I don't even know if this one really was um, what it was called, but it was that... <laughs> the um, God, I forgot his name. He was like the pimp in the pimp and hose, and it was the hoe train. <laughs> oh, God, that, that's my favorite bit. <laughs> Godfather. I was going to talk about that one. Oh, yeah, the Godfather. Him. And then Erwin um, Ir- <laughs> Irwin, Irwin R. Scheister, <laughs> the write-off. <laughs> That's an awesome name. The write-off. <laughs> Which, that was above my head when I he was around, but it was classic. Didn't, and his name, by the way, too. Didn't the Godfather become part of the IRS at one no. point? Yeah, no. I think you're right. I think he did kind of clean up for a little while or something. It was something. like Money Incorporated or something like that, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
it was IRS, Million Dollar Man, and somebody else. Maybe the Godfather. I remember, yeah, one dude cleaned up and went to the IRS. I was like, what the hell is going on? I was furious. But, yeah, I can't think of any finisher names besides the Mandible Claw. I should have thought of that one. But <laughs> all I can think of is Nitro Libre moves. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Anaconda Squeeze. Yeah, and I can only think... The only funny one I can think of is Shadow Dreams. There's other, like, I think really cool names, but... That's not this crossover. Yeah. All right. Other uh, mic skills. So I always loved Hulk Hogan, just telling kids to say their prayers and eat their vitamins and go to school. <laughs> just, just he and Macho Man were just, you know, they ran the WWF for how many years that was? 10 years or whatever, just of their on mic skills. And, oh, brother. Oh, the Hulkamaniacs. Come in and talk to me, God. What you going to do? And then he released yeah. an album. He's talking about the Pythons. Yeah, yeah. He always finished it with "What you gonna do when the when he you know when the largest arms in the world run wild on you?" Yeah, brother. Which, was that was that true? Did he at one point have like the biggest arms? Seems kind of far fetched. They made up. I doubt it. I don't think so. Maybe it's Thunderlips. <laughs> Thunderlips had the biggest arms. Yeah, Thunderlips. Um. What else? I mean, I, obviously, someone's going to say it, but The Rock obviously kind of changed WWF at the time with his Rudy Poo candy ass and know your role, shut your mouth. See, for me, he kind of brought it back. Cause that he, could be it, too. Because he, he was speaking like the old school, yeah, like Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. He was, and Ted DiBiase, definitely. He was kind of talking like that, but like in a new setting, and he kind of updated it to me. I think he kind of, yeah, like you said, kind of brought it back more. But he, I think, was the first one that the crowd could pretty much say or knew exactly what he was going to say. And he remember he would just stop and he would just hold the mic out and the crowd would just do his whole spiel. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. I do remember that. That is yeah. awesome. Well, that's another thing, actually. If you go back to the Hulk Hogan Macho Man days, those things were never really done live. I mean, there was no right. Raw. There was no SmackDown. So they were, like, all pre-recorded. You couldn't really get crowd reaction with. I mean, I guess they'd be playing it sometimes on the screen, but yeah, by the time, yeah, by the time The Rock and you know Generation X and all those guys, that's when the crowds were really getting with it. Undertaker didn't have too many quotes though. He didn't. I'm just saying he was he was there. He was at the height of the Monday Night Raw era attitude era. But yeah, so The Rock and the whole. I mean, he would insult people. Good or like even when he was a heel, he was still everyone loved it when he would know your role and shut your mouth and then he went from if the you It doesn't matter what your name is. Badass. Then he became the corporate champion. Yes. And then it was the corporate elbow. Oh and the corporate eyebrow. So fun fact, I met The Rock at Disneyland when I worked there. I sold him a ice cream sandwich, and he. It was just like the day before SummerSlam or Royal Rumble or something. It was at it was uh, at Cross Staples Street. Center or Honda Center. Yeah, I'm not sure. And uh, he was there. There was a few wrestlers in the park, and this was right when yeah, I was height of me watching wrestling. And I, I had to say something. I'm like, shouldn't you be getting ready for mankind? And he paid for the bill, and then he turned and gave me the eyebrow and walked away. It was the greatest, <laughs> greatest moment ever. 
Uh, Didn't you almost meet him too, Brian, when you were working at a that grocery store? Yeah, Albertsons. Um, I just remember seeing this hot chick come in, and it was that Trish Stratus, I think. And um, Trish the dish. Yeah, I was kind of just like, oh, I need to sweep up the floor over here by her, you know. And then <laughs> I finally a, realized you drop a pencil or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I finally yes, it was, you dropped it, your piece. Yeah, I was going to say typical Al Bundy stuff. <laughs> and then. Um, I was like, oh, I better <laughs> better go look for shopping cards outside. And I was calling, kind of following her, and she got in the car, and I believe it was The Rock, because he kind of looked out. I, kind of the same thing as Jeff. It looked like he gave me the eyebrow, but I wasn't 100% sure if it was him, but I think it was. And then I got in trouble for leaving the, <laughs> the bagging station. You're like, you don't understand, the people's champ was outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't really... You know, weren't committed to the grocery store, so you had to get reprimanded. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing guys like The Rock were around, because I vaguely remember them really struggling at some point to come up with good faces and heels and storylines. Like, there was one point where they, there was a group of fucking vampires, and it, it just got weird and bad. Yeah. That was, well, that's why Vince story. McMahon had to become a heel. <laughs> they really were seriously no. They were really like running low, and WCW was kicking their butts, and that's one of the reasons. You know, he did the whole thing where he shafted Bret Hart and that whole whatever the Canadian snow job or whatever the hell it's called, and <laughs> never trust a McMahon. <laughs> oh yeah, it's another wrestling story, but we don't want to tell that one. <laughs> Too all soon. Right. As far as other guys, I mean, they're all good. Um, I can tell you I never liked Stone Cold. I didn't think he had good mic skills. I think he was just white trash, and white trash watch wrestling, so therefore he was a success. He drank Coors. He did. He'd always smash those beers together so hard that there would be nothing left in it by the time he drank it, by the way. Well, he would die if he drank 12 beers after a match every single time. I'm just saying if he was a real man, he would have done it. <laughs> Whatever. You know it was cool when you heard the glass break and he came out? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not a good mic speaker, that's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. He knew how to entertain. He was just not a good speaker. I mean, all he did was like, Hey, Jones, whatever. Austin 316 just said I kicked your ass. Or yeah. Whatever shit was. All right, and then last one, I guess. This would just be, I don't know, because it's been so long. Was it all of Degeneration X, or was it just Triple H? No. Yeah, remember it was Degeneration X because they had the road dog, Jesse James, and the badass Billy Gunn. Yeah, but would they all have most, big mic skills? Or? Well, that was them doing it. Yeah, I know. Who who was in that besides those three? And X-Pac. God, I hate X-Pac. X-Pac. Worst, X-Pac. worst ever. <laughs> X-Pac 1? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Damn it, Brian. <laughs> I used to hate them. He used to be called the 123 Kid prior to that. Yep. He's lame. And then he banged China. And actually, um, Shawn Michaels was in it too. Yeah, he was good. So I guess I got honorable mention to Andre the Giant. Excellent mic skills. <laughs> uh, obviously, I'm kidding. And uh, well, when Yo, he was speaking, nightmares are about to come to. <laughs> when he was speaking in French, he had good mic skills. Yeah. There you go. And that's it. I, I you know, the honorable mention like Ric Flair or something, but he wasn't really known for WWE, so, or a F. I'm not going to put him out Woo! there. Yeah. Yeah. I never, never really knew him either. 
Um, I was pretty I loyal. I never watched WCW. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, me either. It was, I think, something, it had to do with Sting, and he was their most popular wrestler, and I'm like, nah, this, this guy's too much, like, fucking kiss. I don't want to well, watch this. Well, it was, it was WCW that did the Hogan heel turn, though. Yeah, he, Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. It's like, Hogan's here? Oh, man, I don't want to watch that either. Well, yeah, that's when WWF was going under, and they kept buying out all the wrestlers, and they were all going over there. Yeah. I, mean, I think Shawn Michaels was an Undertaker, like the only like wrestlers who didn't, who had already had careers. I mean, is that true or not? Seems I mean, like I, it. Yeah, because Stone Cold was so. really nobody at the time. The Rock was nobody. Like, all those guys were they developed under after that, but yeah. Well, I remember like Diesel. He was really big. He went over there. Ben Diesel. Uh, no, and then uh, Razor Ramon. <laughs> R.I.P. All those guys. Yeah. Don't do R.I.P. because you're gonna have to say that almost after every other wrestler. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Um, as my list, I'm forgetting somebody, and I'll bring him up as I think about it. So, well, whoever uh, he is, R.I.P. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth and Lex Luger, and <laughs> Lex Luger's a pretty good name too. <laughs> Lex Luger. It's almost as good as Max Luther. Hey, Luger. <laughs> Hey. Lex Luger. Luger. Nice call, Jeff. Leuger. <laughs> Leuger. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm done with my list. Scott. Okay. You you guys know more about the wrestling than I do, but uh, somebody brought up the Godfather, and that was my favorite bit. He'd come out to the, to the ring with a couple of hot women, and he'd always make the same offer. It, it was always filler, too. He was never in the main event. Uh, it was always fight me or... or Go home with one of my hoes. I forgot about that. <laughs> and and they, they people would always fight, except for one time. Yeah, I forget who the dude was. He just he comes out to like the full music and the fanfare and everything. He walks out to the ring and he just puts his arm around each of the chicks and just walks off with them. Yeah, <laughs> and that was the whole bit. No fighting. <laughs> no, no anything. Just <laughs> oh man, I was dying. I remember that. It wasn't just a couple of hoes. He had the whole, like, there Did were like he? 15 of them. Okay, yeah. I, I don't remember. I just The guy walked off with a couple. Yeah. I forget who it was. It's uh, probably the bad news brawler. <laughs> Brooklyn brawler. Sorry, Brooklyn brawler. Damn it. It was pretty great. Um, I I like the ones, I always like the, not necessarily the mic skills, but just the the guys whose shticks are so just one-dimensional. They really don't have anything to say. Um, some guys get around that, like, macho man. You know, his whole stick was just being macho, you know, in theory. But every once in a while you get a guy like, uh, and th- th- this is a newer wrestler. Um, uh, his name is Fit Finley. I remember seeing him at various WrestleManias. Um, but his whole stick was, I'm Irish and I'm here to fight. That was, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was his whole shtick. He wore like a green unitard, and that was it. <laughs> He was on Conan O'Brien one night, and they put out, like, a life-size mannequin of Conan O'Brien, and he just straight up kicked it in the face. <laughs> it was brilliant. Oh, wasn't that Seamus or something? Isn't that the same guy? No, I don't know. Oh. Like, there's, there, I don't know how it is now. But, well, uh, same guy. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. Um, but, yeah. I'm, I'm Irish, and I'm here to fight. And he, he was the guy that, that walked around with Hornswoggle, was the, was one of the, the little person wrestlers. Oh, I thought that was his finishing move. Yeah. <laughs> orange <laughs> swaggle. The orange swaggle. <laughs> and he, he dressed up like a leprechaun from the leprechaun movies. 
Was it the same guy who played like Spank Dink and Doink and everything? <laughs> Doink. I don't believe so. <laughs> Remember Dink? Was it Dink and Bink or it was just yeah, Dink and Doink? Yeah, Dink and yeah. Doink. Yeah, it could have been Dink. I don't know. Favorite uh, uh, wrestler, Doink. So there it is. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's basically what I got on as far as that goes. Uh, we we talked a little bit about uh, Randy Savage, Mike skills. Um, Spider-Man. Uh, that that was pretty classic. Mm, yeah, bone saws ready. Yeah, get you for three minutes of playtime. You ain't going nowhere. Hey, hey freak show. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> hey, come down here. <laughs> oh so I actually gosh. have a question about that. Is that um? I, I think I've read Amazing Fantasy like one time or whatever. Is that actually that was from the actual first Spider-Man, right? That fighting a wrestler. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He was doing a wrestling thing to get some money to impress uh, Mary Jane. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That 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 was from the very first Spider-Man, and that they had the uh, and that they found the wrestler, and it was Randy. Of all the wrestlers, I guess you couldn't do much better than that. That's true. I think Hulk Hogan would have been too recognizable, but. Macho Man dressed all in black without his glasses. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was in an other in another color besides Technicolor, so <laughs> a little bit unrecognizable unless you were a super fan like us. Yeah, it's sad that all like the famous wrestlers all went prematurely bald. They all had to wear bandanas all the time. They got to go Brett Michaels. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they fixed that with hair transplants or something, but. It doesn't seem yeah, to happen yeah. that much anymore. It should be us. He probably still has a full head of hair. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brian. Sure, I have a pretty decent list. Wait, I, that was it, Scott? I prefaced by saying I didn't have much. <laughs> oh, damn. I'll start with some older ones that I remember. Um, uh, Jesse Ventura, just mainly because he was the commentator. and I mean, I always thought he was really good at that. So he definitely had some mic skills. What was his name in uh, Running Man? Captain Freedom? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jerry the King Waller. He's classic. He's, oh, he, he basically is. took over for, I think, for Jesse as, like, the sidekick. God uh, bless Jerry the King Waller and Andy Kaufman that made uh, sports entertainment and wrestling what it is today. Yep. Shout out. Man on the Moon. Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah. If you believe. They, wait, they they put a man on the moon? A man on the moon? <laughs> yes. Jerry the King Lawler and his perversion was always classic in WWE. Yeah. Puppies! Puppies! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he was good. He was good. Um, I think, did you, did someone already say Vince McMahon? I thought his mic skills were ridiculous. I mean, he first started as the actual announcer. We definitely had the pipes. Yeah, the, the and the face, interviewer, and like, the acting. He was really good. Yeah, that's <laughs> he, a good call. He actually might be the best. <laughs> yeah, the butt chin didn't didn't uh, work against him either. That was good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some classic McMahon lines, and I can't. But yeah, he he was awesome. I just um, remember his face whenever like he would be talking shit. And then all of a sudden, the the wrestler that he was talking about... The glass would break, like Brian would say. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold would come out and be like... Oh, 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 oh. 
it looked like he just he sold it so good. It looked like he took a dump like almost every every <laughs> night. Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, I think this might be one of the ones you were going to bring up, Jeff, that you forgot. Roddy Roddy Hyper. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Mike's Mike Skittles, star of Leap Year. <laughs> star of it. Leap Year. <laughs> Best episode you. ever. <laughs> um. <laughs> Did you end up finding the IMDb uh, listing for that, Brian? Nope. (laughs) Uh, Mean Gene Oakland was said. How long ago about uh, Roddy Piper? Remember he had his own, like, show? Yeah, Piper's Pit or something? Yeah, Piper's Pit. And he'd interview wrestlers and stuff, and he would kind of antagonize them. I think it always ended up with him fighting somebody. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Was Was he really Irish or no? I don't think so. His accents, I don't know. Even his last name a, was Canadian. He had to be Canadian. His last name was Piper, so I don't know. <laughs> What's that mean? Yeah, you know, they play the, it, the bagpipes. It's not mix something. You I'm mean? looking it up. Saskatoon, Canada. Really? Yes. Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Because his accent always kind of went in and out. <laughs> From Canadian and not Canadian? Yes. No, he tried <laughs> to do. True. He tried to do Irish. He had an awesome shtick with his whole hot rod thing, and he was oh yeah, he was awesome. He, and he's one of the original heels too, with good mic skills. Um, Plus, it's funny, actually. If you want Netflix, they have a bunch of WWF documentaries and stuff on there, and I actually watched some a few months ago. And there's kind of the history of like the great superstars of WWE, and like seriously, up until like yeah, the Roddy Piper Hogan areas eras. It was strictly wrestling. Like, they were still portraying it, portraying it as, as it is real. Like, this is really happening. So it was just dudes wrestling. And, like, that's how, there really were no mic skills. And it wasn't until, I think, Piper and Hogan and Macho Man. I mean, from what I can tell. I'm not a hardcore wrestler. I'm sure someone out there is like, no, you fucking idiots. <laughs> I just mentioned Gorilla it. Monsoon. Or <laughs> it was King Lawler and Andy Kaufman. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, but I'm talking about the, the great Mike skills. Yeah, Andy Kaufman might be the best. He wasn't a wrestler. He fought yes, what, he one, was. one time. He's a, yeah, what are you talking no. about, Alex? He wrestled, <laughs> yeah. he wrestled women, and if they could beat him, he would marry them. Yeah, but that... All right. <laughs> uh, okay, move, move along. Um, who else do I have on here? Uh, so The Rock, or actually Rocky Maivia. I remember watching him when he was younger... And me and the neighbor kid, I remember going, this guy's going to be a future champ because he can freaking talk so well. And he was. Uh, Steve Austin. Um, here's one. Only because his of his shtick, like Scott was saying, Val Venus. <laughs> <laughs> that freaking intro video. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yes. And the, hello, ladies. <laughs> Him coming out of the bush with that purple helmet on. Yeah. It freaking kills me every time. It's so Hello, stupid. ladies. <laughs> By the way, Val you could, Venus. You could YouTube that. YouTube Val Venus Titantron, and that'll get you that intro, and it's classic. And he'd always come in, take off his towel, spin it around. He it was very similar to Ravishing Rick Rude, and uh, then he would <laughs> start off with, you know, something, the big Lebowski or or the big Valbowski, and say his perverted thing. And uh, uh, he was gold. When he comes in Texas, he <laughs> comes in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, It'd be something dirty and stupid like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, all the kids are going crazy in the stadium. 
Yes. All right. So wait, that's got to wasn't his finishing move the money shot? I don't. I was trying to no. remember it. I don't remember. It probably was. I think he it was. was. He no. Yeah. He he just did a splash from the top ropes, right? I don't remember what it was called. The money shot. <laughs> I think it was. I think it, someone look look it up. I'll look it up. Um, yeah. And a man we said mankind. Uh, Kurt Angle, he was pretty good too. Um, and then I, we kind of brought him up earlier. I don't know if it was going to come back around again, but Paul Bearer was classic. But that again is going, <laughs> yeah, that's going back to the pre-recorded um, things with the you know the little stages and. Uh, but his, I mean, still cracks me up. His like, holding the little urn and his, his face just being all. <laughs> Kind of deformed, I guess. Was he like a real life Paul Bear? Well, that was his name, right? Or I mean, mortician. I mean, mortician, not Paul Bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that, but. All right, um, so Wikipedia has his finishing moves as the big package. <laughs> the, That's good. The Venus, the Venus flytrap, and the money shot. Oh, the Venus flytrap! I, I do remember that one. The big package. I, I, <laughs> oh god, classic. Um, and so, speaking of, uh, I have another crossover moment. Speaking of, uh, of Paul Bear, who was your favorite? Uh, um, I guess they're called managers. <laughs> Bobby the, the Brain Heenan. Bobby the Brain. Yeah. Who's the dude with the megaphone? That sprayed the Jimmy bug spray? Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart. He's Hart my favorite Sanders. because he sprayed the bug spray. Yeah, he's what is that? The essence or whatever? No, that was Rick Martell. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. Rick the model Martell would Rick, spray his yeah. arrogance. Arrogance. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and <freaking> awesome. <laughs> he's my favorite because Rick the model Martell like sprayed uh, Jake the Snake Robert in the face. Oh, and then after that, Jake the Snake had to wear like. His his normal eye and then a contact of like milky white on one of his eyes because he yeah. was quote unquote poisoned. Yeah, that's true. I remember that. Yeah, Rick the Bottle Martell. <laughs> essence. Um, uh, trying to think. For some reason, Slick keeps coming to my mind. <laughs> but I don't even know who he was a manager for. He was manager of at least a bunch of people, but I remember of Akeem the Dream, whatever his name was. <laughs> One of the most racist characters yeah, of all time. So, like, just when you think they couldn't do anything more racist. <laughs> didn't what, didn't what, eh, wasn't there the Twin Towers? It was him and... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the other guy. He was like just as a cop? No. That was Big Boss? Big Boss? No, man. I don't think there was... I don't think they were together, but I'm not sure. Maybe they were. But yeah, Slick wasn't anything special. I mean, you have to go with like. Oh no! I, now I remember the Asian Mr. Fuji, Mr. Fiji, Fuji. Yeah, I remember him a lot too. What about Miss Elizabeth? Nah, uh, she was hot. Or what about? Um, was it Deborah? Who was the Sable? She, Sable wasn't a manager though, right? Well, wasn't there Deborah the manager of? Uh, oh, Deb- Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Uh, managers, classic, <laughs> classic WWE. WWE. Yeah. But Mike Skills was Bobby Heenan. That guy was awesome. And he was Ted DiBiase's guy. Who was he? He was a bunch of people. He was Andres for a while. Yeah, he oh, was yeah. Ted DiBiase's. I think for a while. He 
he was also one of the guys that would do the color commentating, and he had a show, like a regular WWF show with Gorilla Monsoon. He was good. They, they had good chemistry, those two. Virgil, was he just... <laughs> Never mind. So he was like the butler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not even the worst. Freaking <laughs> Yeah, you're right. right so it was the big boss, man. You're right. Who was, who was their manager, though? Well, that's, that's Slick. That's Slick, okay. Yeah. Just remember him dancing with his cane? <laughs> Ooh. Kind of or reminds he could me. do like the hands. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Akeem, anyway. Oh my god, racist. <laughs> All right, and that's uh, sorry, that's my list. Right. I had a lot. I'm gonna call for a beer break before I do my list. All right, good. I was about to call one. Oh damn, beer break. Right. And we're back. We're back. Okay. So on my list, I got uh, some of the best interviews with uh, Mean Gene Okerlund. One of them <laughs> was, surprisingly, with uh, Mr. T. And Mr. T, it, was, it just cut away, and Mr. T was just punching out a bag, and Mean Gene was like, oh, today's a better match. That's Mr. T, and he was trying to interview Mr. T. <laughs> but T wasn't having any of that, fool. He was angry. Why don't you get away from me, fool? Because I'm going to beat him up, and he's going to end up looking like you. <laughs> VG took quite an offense to that. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. And then he just walked away, and <laughs> Mr. T just kept pounding one in the bag. That just little moment just, uh, that just captivated me. Mr. T was in WWF? Very briefly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was there. He fought in the main event at WrestleMania 1. Really? But that's when they were trying to bring in celebrities to sell WrestleMania 1. So they had Mr. T, Cindy Lauper. She uh, wrestled? No, but she was there at, uh, ringside with her friends like Lou Albano. That's why like in the Goonies video and all that, she was really oh, big yeah. into wrestling. And she had – she was there. I think – who's that? Liberace was there. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, Muhammad Ali. They were trying to do whatever they could to get – celebrities and stuff to kind of sell it because McMahon went all in with this Wrestlemania thing and uh, yeah well it worked so. out they're still going on today yeah well they said I guess Dude. although recently they're in the news for like losing a bunch of money but anyway the next one is the great Ted DiBiase and he just said this this whole speech you know it was all about him having money and everything but he had a line that was so freaking classic that <laughs> I just can't get it out of my head. But he was he was going into a match, but he was threatening Roddy Roddy Piper, who was at the commentator's table. And he's like, you better pay attention to what I do with the, uh, oh, a Texas Tornado. That's who he was fighting. What I do with this match with the Texas Tornado? Because he's got a Cadillac body, but he's got a Volkswagen brain. <laughs> And he came out with Sensational Sherry. I forgot about her. Oh my gosh, she looked terrible. Scary oh, yeah. Sherry. Scary Sherry, yeah. Sensational Sherry. That line just stuck with me. <laughs> He's got a Volkswagen brain. Anywho. The next one uh, that I want to mention <laughs> was a really old one. This is before I probably even watched WrestleMania or any wrestling of any kind. It was in 1984... When Hulk Hogan won his first uh, title as a WWF champion, and 
<laughs> mean Gene was interviewing him in the locker rooms. <laughs> kind of like, oh, you won the championship. What are you going to do now, champ? And it was awesome. Hogan was talking, and then out of nowhere, Andre the Giant comes in with a champagne bottle, but of course he makes it look like a 12-ounce Coke bottle. And he starts just spraying it everywhere. And Andre is talking about how proud he is about of uh, Hulk Hogan, his dear friend. And uh, that just that got to me a little bit. <laughs> I don't think even uh, Andre knew that it was fake at that point. <laughs> but anyways, there's uh, an even better moment <laughs> when it cuts away and Hulk Hogan is standing in between both of his parents <laughs> talking to Mean Gene. <laughs> and his parents are like, oh, yeah, we're, we're all very proud of him. And his dad's like, oh, we knew, you know. That he, you know, be great. We're very proud of him. And while he's in the middle of talking, Hulk Hogan just interrupts him. And he's like, this bill belongs to my parents. It belongs to Frank. And it belongs to Cheryl. And these pythons are because of them and everything. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going into his spiel. And the look on his dad's face uh, is priceless. Because you could just tell. He's like, you could tell that he's thinking, ah, our boy. <laughs> he's clearly of below average intelligence. But he's trying his best. <laughs> And then he made a sex tape. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes later. Yeah. Uh, and the last moment uh, that I have to... Sh- it's uh, Mean Gene wasn't involved in this one, but it's a special shout-out. Not only because it involves uh, one of my favorite managers, the Paul Bearer, but also uh, Macho Man Randy Savage was on the commentator's table when this was happening. And it was Paul Bearer, and he invited uh, R.I.P., Ultimate Warrior into his parlor. And this was actually when they did it live. This was in the stadium. And he was like, Oh, Mr. Ultimate Warrior, we have something for you. <laughs> and he, he pulls the curtain, he pulls the blanket off, and it's a, it's a big-ass coffin, and it's got Ultimate Warrior symbols all over it. How oh, do you like it? <laughs> He's describing it. And so, of course, Ultimate Warrior's having none of this, and he grabs the pallbearer. He's telling him how he's going to wreck his Undertaker. And all of a sudden, right at that moment, Undertaker pops out of another coffin that's standing up. (laughs) He grabs an urn, and he hits the back of the Ultimate Warrior's head with it. And then they start fighting and everything. And this is, you know, another shout-out to the sleight of hand, because pallbearer just keeps handing earns to the Undertaker <laughs> to, to keep hitting the Ultimate Warrior. And of course, at that time, Macho Man was like loving this. He's like, oh yeah, get him, Undertaker, yeah! Get another urn! <laughs> it's classic because the Undertaker, you know, catches him by surprise, and he puts him in the coffin. <laughs> and one of the best lines, uh, good old God bless Macho, Macho Man Randy Savage. He's like, Oh, okay, he's got him in the coffin. Where do we go from there? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the pallbearer closes the coffin, and he locks it up, and then they both just walk away. And it's like, oh, my gosh, and he can't breathe. And there's a bunch of people trying to open it. They're drilling holes into it. <laughs> and Macho Andy's trying his best. He's going, well, I'd say take him out of there and beat him up some more. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that's my list. Nice. So I just thought of a couple other ones. Um, just honorable mentions. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, he yeah. was awesome. 
He was a big good old heel. Mr. Hinning. Yes, Mr. Hinning. And, um... Stink Palm was his, uh... What? <laughs> you're thinking it's of more rats. You're thinking oh, of Mr. Spinning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. And, uh... Oh, who's the, we, no one really mentioned Shawn Michaels, or did we? I didn't like him. I hated his voice, I think. That's why. We talked about Degeneration X a little bit. Yeah. And the other one, though, was Chris Jericho. Oh, oh yeah, The Walls yeah. of Jericho. Yeah. That was he a was cool good. name. Jericho had some good mic skills. Yeah. yeah. He still does. He, like, he, he does stuff outside of wrestling now, besides acting. He was in yeah, the Gruber. He, was he? <laughs> yeah. It was a short cameo by a bunch of wrestling guys. It was pretty awesome. He, uh, I remember him being, like, one of the first. Uh, Defectors? Defectors of WCW, and they kept, remember they kept showing like it's coming. And yeah, like a big countdown. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. It yeah. was Y two J. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think all the all the dudes that used to write like uh, titles for pornos just went into wrestling and <laughs> <laughs> just wrote stuff for them. That's the thing with porn. How's that with a porno? Because they had very creative names back in the seventies and eighties, and now it's just like. Oh, Lloyd Braun. Oh, okay, it's gotcha. X Men Triple X parody. It's like, come on, dude. You can think of Sex Man or something. <laughs> Lloyd Braun. <laughs> what? The, the the dude's name is Braun. I forget his first name. I just <laughs> Lloyd Braun's from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, that's the first... what I was thinking. <laughs> it's like Max Braun or Good for you, Lloyd. Floyd Fraun. You're not giving away my water pick. <laughs> All right, well, before we leave, I'm going to do a crossover. I don't know when the next time we're ever going to talk about wrestling is. So, Whoa, next week. What's your, what's your favorite wrestling moment? When Just, Hulk Hogan gets that seizure of strength. When he's, yeah, when he's trapped in the bear hug. And you think he's standing there beating up on him, and the referee raises his hand, and it drops. One. He raises his hand again. Two. And then raises his hand again, and he's about to say, he gets halfway to three, and even the Hulk Hogan's arm gets halfway down to his lap. And then it all of a sudden is like, ooh, it just stops and starts rising up, and he's shaking. Ah! And then <laughs> after that, he's unstoppable. <laughs> the, whoever his opponent is, he starts... Well, no, he, the, the, he did that first in WrestleMania 2 or 3 when he fights Andre the Giant. Yeah, he does it every time. Does he? Well, no, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, no, but like that was that was... The moment that I remember the most. It's called a seizure of strength. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he did it in every match ever. And it was an awesome moment that we all loved. Yeah, he's, he's being bear-hugged by Andre the Giant for the title. And Andre had him. And then, yeah, he did that, that drop on the third one. And he like, kept his arm up. And, yeah, he seizured out of it. And then he body-slammed Andre the Giant with, a lot, with a lot of help from Andre. Yeah. <laughs> but he did it. <laughs> Any one of us could have a lot of help from Andre, and we were not even getting close. So you got to give him some credit. No, no, no. Yeah. He's definitely getting some credit there. Yeah, <laughs> sure. but yeah, <laughs> like just, if Andre didn't want to be picked up, he wasn't going to be picked up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, in one of those documentaries, they're they're talking to Vince McMahon about that match, and he said he remembered that's the most nervous he ever saw Hulk Hogan because. Uh, he didn't know if Andre would let him do that or not. Like he said, yeah, he was he was genuinely scared that Andre would not allow him to to win. Basically, even though it was rigged, <laughs> Andre could still decide, nope, I'm not losing. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
So I have two that I have more specific moments, and I'll do one for my childhood, and then one because I watched wrestling a lot as a kid, then I stopped, and then I started watching again. So the first one would be Saturday Night Main Event when the what were they called the power the t- superpowers? Yeah, it was Hogan and Macho Man versus DiBiase and who was it? who was the bad guys? Shit, Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. This is where Macho Man would have the title, and I never liked Macho Man nearly as much as I loved Hogan. And then this whole thing happened where Hogan or Macho Man accidentally knocked down Miss Elizabeth, and they get into a fight with each other. And I knew at that moment that WrestleMania Five was going to be Hogan versus Macho Man, and he was going to win the title back. And that was just awesome. Nothing means nothing. <laughs> and then the second moment would be, and this is when I got back into wrestling, and this is, as Brian mentioned, we had the neighbor down the street, Travis. And Brian and Travis loved wrestling, and I still, you guys are stupid. And they would watch it all the time. And then they recorded Hell in the Cell, and they, for some reason, they watched it in my room. I don't really remember why. But I really was not really paying attention. And then it was the Mankind, the famous Mankind versus Undertaker match oh, in the Hell in the Cell. And that, it's still probably the greatest match of all time. And that really got me back into wrestling. From that moment on, I was into wrestling for the next five years, I think. And, yeah, I saw mankind go through the gate onto the tax, <laughs> and oh, I felt God. like calling nine one one. That was the second time already he fell down. Yeah, yeah. And then he threw him off the top up. first. Oh right. God! Someone stop the damn match! Yeah, for some reason, they start the match on top of the cage. Because why not? Yeah, and then Undertaker throws his ass off from the very top onto the table down Jesus below. Jesus Christ. They're escorting him off. Like, literally, like, the match stops. Undertaker's climbing down. They're escorting him off in a stretcher. And he comes off the stretcher. And then he climbs to the top of it again. His shoulder is dislocated. You can see it's, like, a foot lower than the other one. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> um, nobody, nobody was more dedicated to the craft. Yeah, and then Undertaker choke slams him on the thing. It breaks, which is none of this was supposed to happen. <laughs> he falls as he falls. The chair that was brought up there with him <laughs> hits his face. His tooth comes out his nose. <laughs> yes, his tooth comes out his nose. And then yeah, then after that, okay, he just gets choke slammed the tax several thousand times. And oh my god, he gets put through the Mexican announcer's table. Mother of God. Yeah, and like someone said, the announcer, oh, that's it, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) JR. Well, someone stop the damn match. I'm pretty sure he was not, that wasn't acting at that point. He was really hoping for someone listening backstage (laughs) to come out and say stop the damn match. Shades of Arn Anderson, Spinebuster. Yeah, that's the one that pops into my head as well right away. I just thought of the hell in a cell. Yeah. And then also, one from, again, from childhood was actually an event that Jeff and I were at, um, where our dad totally surprised us and took us to a a house show, I guess it was called. And um, the big boss man suplexed, or Hulk Hogan suplexed the big boss man off the steel cage. Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah, from the top of the steel cage. And uh, that's one of my favorite moments, too. Pretty cool. Yeah, that was awesome. My dad surprised us, and he went. Yeah, it was like the superstars of wrestling, and they had everybody. It was Macho Man, Hogan, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, or the Rockers, I think, at the time. It wasn't even just Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Marty, Marty Gennetti? Gennelli? Yeah. Yep. 
Demolition. Uh, oh Jesus, I forgot about those guys. <laughs> who who are the guys that wore the the shoulder pads with the Road Warriors? Animal and Hawk. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Awesome. <laughs> Scott, Alex, your moments. Or Alex, you already said your moment, right? The yeah, I was gonna go with the the Hell and Cell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen that that many of the the big matches uh the the moment i, I mentioned earlier when brock lesnar almost died it's pretty up there though <laughs> that was pretty classic i do remember that hell in the cell i saw it on vhs because brian's like <laughs> after school is like dude you gotta come over and you gotta watch this yeah <laughs> we, we all saw it it was yeah. devastating another one i just thought of too i think it was the first wrestlemania i saw um, live, it was WrestleMania six when the Ultimate Warrior pressed Hogan was pretty damn cool too. No, yeah, that was interesting. That was when Hogan was doing his thing. He yeah. came out of it, was freaking out, and he did everything he was supposed to do. Did the big leg, but then the Ultimate Warrior got up from it. I'm like what? Yeah, and then he pressed. <laughs> How could he survive the... the big leg? <laughs> <Yeah>. How is <laughs> he still the, alive? The, the, that fucking leg drop, Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, first it was the boot though. <laughs> Boot. boot, yeah. He he would always boot him, right? Yeah, he'd throw him against fall the down. rope. That was like the best thing in wrestling. You you just throw a guy by the arm, and he has to keep running, hit the rope, come <laughs> back, run back at you. He's got to yeah. He's got to <laughs> run into your forearm. No, into the boot, like Brian said. Oh, into the yeah. He yeah, My give bad. him a like chin <laughs> boot to the face. Then he'd lie there, and then Hogan would run and do the leg drop. But yeah, I always love that. You throw a guy against the ropes and he has to keep running and hits it and turns around, comes back at you. He's got too much momentum. They, these guys are... You see those muscles on those guys? They throw hard. It just hard makes ball. you wonder like, if the guy didn't do anything, if the guy would just keep running back and forth, hitting the ropes forever. I like when they finally started like grabbing onto the rope once they bounced off the first time. They were bouncing off the rope, but then they held onto it so they wouldn't come back. And somebody was do like trying to do a kangaroo kick, and they completely yeah. whiffed, and they'd, they'd be on the ground. Oh my gosh! Like a yeah. freaking shout out to the World Cup, like a soccer diver. Oh yeah. no! Grabbing their face. Yeah, holding their face. <laughs> one one hand in the air, and then one hand against the lower back. Yes, <laughs> yeah. grabbing the lower back is always the best. Yeah, That's lower back, bad. but with, you have to have like one hand in the air though too. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, how about like the numerous times they spin someone's arm around? <laughs> <laughs> like they'll just grab someone's arm and they twist it, and then like the guy will like hit his shoulder. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just keep doing it. Like <laughs> I was, I was like the karate chops to the chest. All those, and they all, the crowd goes woo because it makes an awesome yeah, it makes an awesome noise. I'm sure it doesn't feel good, but you know, <laughs> slap. Or the head to the turnbuckle. How many times? One, one, two, three. three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the same thing with the punches too. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you were just punching the guy over and over again, you there was a limit. That's right. I forgot about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, the referees. They just whenever something was oh, they wave their hands and they go, Hey, hey and they point at the guy, Hey, whoa, what are you doing? Oh and then this is when the the manager or something would hand the other dude a wrench or a chair. For an object. <laughs> Yeah, I always love that, how the referees were so stupid. The guy would be perfectly standing perfect. He turns around his back and comes back. For some reason, the guy's dead on the ground. And he's like, nope, I'm going to start counting. I have no idea what happened. Right, yeah, he'd do like an awesome dive. He'd slide half across the ring. One, two, three. Yeah. yeah. Slide. 
I, I, I just really enjoy the idea that that all all results were fucking final. Like, <laughs> no matter how dirty things got. No, how many chairs got brought <laughs> out? For and the fucking refs would get it too. They they get hit in the, the back of the head with a chair, and they get up and be like, "Oh, I guess nothing happened." Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember specifically. Let's keep, let's keep going here. But I well, do remember a match where the ref was knocked out, but the opponent was also knocked out. So the dude, the bad guy, would drag the unconscious referee. Yeah, close. <laughs> And then he'd lay on top of the dude and he'd grab the referee's hand and he'd slap it on the ground three times. Yeah. <laughs> and then he'd win. <laughs> every, now, every now and then there were some disqualifications, Scott. Oh, man. That's true. But but what I mean is after the match was over, though, they never went back and been like, oh, we, <laughs> oh <yeah. laughs> Mr. McMahon reviewed this match and he decided you cheated. <laughs> there was never any of that. Well, never trust a McMahon, first of all. Yeah, Dude, well, that would be a hilarious video or meme to make of like WWF considered adding instant replay to wrestling and just showing like <laughs> the match and then going back and looking at it in the back corner. You can like yeah, see the megaphone come out and hit the guy in the head. And like, nope, taking it back. <laughs> or he held the tights. He held the tights. <laughs> you know, if they have a uh, goal line technology, they should do slap chest technology. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it went across like this, clearly across his throat. That is not legal. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Yeah, special shout out to uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Eagles of War. I'm the trash man. <laughs> the trash. Well, that's the best part. Mostly because they bring back Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Skin of a hot dog, hair like a ch- silken, like that of a Chinese man. And Roddy Piper, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was a guest star in that episode. I forgot. <laughs> and I, I do, I do have one thing uh, as a special shout out uh, since we're doing those, and that's in inside the movie. Uh, We've been no doing those. Bar. No holds bar. Oh god. Uh, we're talking about Mike Skills. Zeus. The Mike Skills of Zeus, who whose sole Mike skill consists of just saying his own name, Zeus, with a slightly slightly cross eyed. I don't want an incident. Yeah, and then he became the president of Earth. He did. Stutter, can you hear me? I'll do what you should have did a long time ago. <laughs> I just watched that the other day. I forgot he was in that movie. God bless Tiny Lester. Speaking of No Holds Barred, the only thing I remember from that movie is the one line <laughs> where someone grabs their pants. <laughs> I don't know, someone just goes, I think it's Hulk Hogan. He goes, what's that smell? Someone just goes, Dookie! <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest thing ever as a little kid. When is that coming on Netflix? Come on. It is. It's on there. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm watching that like tomorrow morning before I go to work. <laughs> who's who's you, the... You, wasn't the bad guy in that the uh, the producer from Wayne's World? Yeah, it was. <laughs> You're talking about the guy like at the end he's helping the he's helping them and it's like I love you man he's like I know yeah, yeah. No, and I do <laughs> and I discovered that, yeah, that platonic guy. love can't exist between Guru two straight men. What was his name? What's his actor's name? Kurt Fuller. Let's hey. see if I'm right. Fuller. All right. All right. Anyways. I guess it's time for Neum News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Miss Hepburn. It was yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my piece of news is the goddamn LA Kings are Stanley Cup champions. 
Suck it, New York. Again. Um, First time in how many years, Jeff? Three. (laughs) There's been a drought. Yeah. Um, Or 46 or 45, whatever you wanted to hear. But, um, yeah. Uh, It was a long time, Kingsman. It was awesome. And that's it. I got drunk. I poured beer all over myself. It was fantastic. I got to say, who's... uh... Who's the dude that scored the winning goal? Alec Martinez. Yeah, Martinez. Martinez. <laughs> when the Leah was watching, we were watching the replays of it and everything. <laughs> and Martinez scores the goal. He throws up his stick, and then right after that, he throws his hands down, and then he throws his hands back up, and he does jazz hands. That was Leah's favorite part. Yeah, there's been lots of memes and videos <laughs> on the internet with his jazz hands. <laughs> it was like, whoa, that's impressive. How do you do that with his gloves? Throwing your gloves off is pretty easy. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no entertainment news other than, yeah, World Cup's going on. I can care less about soccer, but I can watch it every four years, I guess. Every, every two years. <laughs> every four years for me. <laughs> so it's either the Olympics or the World Cup, one or the other. I don't mm-hmm. watch the Olympics. If anything, maybe I'll watch the Euro Cup when it happens. Um yeah, that's all I got. I thought I had something else, but I can't remember it. There's no new Star Wars news that I know of. And uh, that's it. I heard Niamh Noob is going to be in the new Star Wars. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. 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 Oh, no. <laughs> I did have one of yeah. the reviews. As far as a review, I started watching that Arrow show. And I'll get back to you guys once I watch a few more episodes, but I'm like five or six into it, and I like it. It's cheesy. Um, acting is beyond terrible. Yes, it is. But I I don't know anything about this character, but I like the idea that it's like a Dexter slash Batman, and I like Dexter, I like Batman, and some of the girls in the show are really hot. That helps, and I'm going to continue watching it. So there. So there. If you guys have nothing else to watch, it's on Netflix. Um, it is I, strange, because I know... It's a bad show, but I can't stop watching it. Yeah. It's strangely captivating. It is. I don't know what about... Like, it's. It reminds me of when I first started watching... Now this is probably sacrilegious to people. Like, Battlestar Galactica. It is terrible acting and a terrible show, but it's good at the same time. And nah. I love it. I've watched every episode, but the acting is terrible. Other is, than, it, is it better or worse than Smallville? I never watched Smallville, so... I'm going to say... What channel is it on? I'm going to say it's on par with Smallville. I've seen Smallville. I've ne- I don't know what channel Arrow's on. It's definitely network television. It's, it's on C- the, C- the CW. CW. The CW. Okay, so it's not even network television. <laughs> channel 5. <laughs> but whatever, I like it. I would recommend it right now, after watching the first, like I said, five or six, I would recommend it. The only thing is it's two seasons long only so far, but there's like 30 episodes of seasons. <laughs> it's going to take me forever to watch it. Well, anyway, that's Arrow. it for me. Scott. So, uh, like Jeff was saying, World Cup's going on. Uh, spoilers for anybody that taped it or whatever, but Spain is done. Yay. They're out. So there will be a new champion at the end of the World Cup. Adios, and- buttfuckers. <laughs> Lackluster running of the bulls this year. Yeah. Uh, like, like Jeff said, uh, you know, we, we get interested in soccer. Like, I do it every two years, uh, um, for the Olympics and for the World Cup. Same here. Uh, it's, it's 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 pretty cool. And then there's the horrific diving, and then I lose interest again. Like <laughs> there'll be five minutes of it'll be pretty exciting. 
almost hockey-esque where they'll be in the the penalty area and there'll be a bunch of shots on goal and you'll be like, wow, you know, maybe soccer is cool after all. And then some dude will get breathed on and then he'll start grabbing his ankle. I will say yeah. this, on the Brazil-Mexico game, that referee was having none of it. That was the one where the dudes were taking dives and the ref just, like, saw what was happening and just kept on running and let the let the play continue. Good for him. I, I know. He's, he was the best ref so far in my book. Right, cool. so, so that's going on. USA plays again on Sunday. Yep. Yeah. VS Alemania. And El oh, El Tree El Tree plays again. I don't know when. Si se puede next Monday. Okay. Against Croatia. Ooh. They need to at least tie to uh, advance. All right, that's doable. Uh, so yeah, si se puede. Soccer. Ariaga. Ariaga too. Ariaga. The match that will determine who is the greatest country on earth: Mexico or Portugal. <laughs> was that Mexico? Center. I thought it was like Uruguay or Mexico. No, it was Mexico and Portugal. <laughs> High kicking, low scoring action. And ties, you bet. Center passes it back to fullback. Center hold passes it. the wing. Press the center. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> There's this uh, Chinese dude. Wide for some soccer. I will say this. No, since I don't watch regular soccer, you know, or, you know, like club soccer or whatever. These announcers are at least the ones we're hearing here in, in the states. They're dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They the ma- rip on the players. Like in Ameri- most American sports, you don't hear the commentators ripping on the players. Like maybe the color guy will, but I mean, like that one Spain Spain game, they're getting destroyed. <laughs> it was like, oh, the embarrassment is complete. <laughs> or like <laughs> they just rip it on them. It's pretty harsh. But I guess very, that's very WWF like. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, Scott, any more news? World Cup. Uh, just real quick. Uh, got finished up last Sunday. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. All. GOT. If you're not if you're not watching Got, I don't know what to tell you. You got Got. You got Got. And that's my news. I'm right. not watching Game of Thrones. Brian. And I don't um, know what to tell you. I don't, know, I don't know if this is old news or not, but Amazon is coming out with their own smartphone. You guys see this yet? I just heard about that tonight. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> yeah. So it's a um, their new Amazon is coming out with their new smartphone, um, but it has a 3D display. And apparently, how it works is there's four cameras on this phone that are, I guess, constantly looking at your face. And so when you move the phone, it presents things kind of in a 3D like manner. And so uh, it's supposed to be kind of cool, especially like with maps. You know how you kind of have layers on on the maps for traffic and all that. You can kind of, t- I don't know, seems kind of pointless, but you can tilt it or you know adjust the angle, and you can see the other layers of it's, it. But um, yeah, it does seem like a lot of flash that would sell a lot of phones <laughs> to people. So. Yeah, but that's all tied into their whole uh, Prime and all that, and um, unlimited storage in their cloud for pictures and to um, the cloud comes out in a. Um, I think on July 25th, so pretty soon. Cool. Um, Alex. Yes? What is your news? Oh, my news. Well, a classic is coming back to theaters. It's getting a full-on prequel slash remake, The Leprechaun. The Leprechaun. And it's being made by WWE Productions. (laughs) 
What? Yeah. WWE is getting into making movies, and the first one is remaking The Leprechaun. So a bunch of their wrestlers are in this movie. They're starring Dink? <laughs> you mean Doink? Or, no, Dink. Oh, but Mola Dank, Mola Dank. <laughs> I didn't say Humpa Dink, Humpa Death. Hump Death, Hump Death. Wait, wasn't Doink the normal size clown, right? And didn't he have little midgets? Or yeah, we already talked about this. Dwarves? Yeah, that's why I said Dink. Peter Dinklage. Who was the wrestler that Dinklage. had the... Sorry to Dinklage, up Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> who was the wrestler that, that was like the hillbilly? hillbilly just wore the coveralls. Bushwhackers. But yeah, he had, a, he had a little person that was like his sidekick too. Oh, what was that guy's name? Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> who was that Hillbilly? <laughs> Hillbilly Jim. Oh. <laughs> That's not his name, I don't think. Yeah, look it up. I just looked it up right now. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim. He just got overalls and a little floppy hat. Yeah, he had like the hoot with the straw. Like, I'm not lying. Jim. It is Hillbilly Jim. It is. It is. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> right. He looks like he looks like Little John from the. Uh, you mean John Little? John Little from the Kevin Costner. All right. So I think we are done with this episode. But before we leave, we're going to talk about our topic for next week. Yeah. Ooh. And we're next week. We're gonna do our Game of Thrones season wrap up. So we did our mid season review. We enjoyed doing that. So we're gonna do season seasons in the last five episodes. So hope you like that. If not, listen Dinklage, anyway. Peter Dinklage, Peter well, fuck Dinklage, yourself, San Diego. Yeah, Peter fuck Dinklage, yourself, San Diego. Peter and uh, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to go to our Twitter and Facebook accounts and tell us how much you like us. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And even if we're down right now, you should all remember the cream rises to the top. Hey. Like I said, to me, that's always been like kind of where I aspired us to get to. Just a bunch of friends who talk about it, and they have a decent listenership, I think. So... I don't know. But we got I was that except for the decent listenership. <laughs> we definitely do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's a day that I'm certain my guests at this time will not forget. I'm talking about the former Intercontinental Champion of the World, Macho Man nothing Randy. Nothing means nothing. Nothing, nothing means nothing. Man. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Ooh, I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise.
rise to the top. Oh, yeah. My true madness, yeah, has got more to offer than President Jack Tunney thinks that I got. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something right now. Cards stacked against the Macho Man Randy Savage in WrestleMania 3. Yeah, let me see it, yeah. Let me see it out loud. And let me point to the president of the World Wrestling Federation. The Macho Man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision, yeah. I am the cream in the World Wrestling Federation. Wait, wait a minute, and there is no doubt about it, yeah. You mean Gene Oakland. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Wait, wait a minute, though, Randy. I've got to ask you very seriously. Do you blame Mr. Jack Tunney, the distinguished president of the World Wrestling Federation, for Ricky Steamboat being the Intercontinental Champion today? Yeah, I do, yeah. Outside interference, yeah. In my moment of glory. Yeah, no, I'm living in a nightmare. And I am the cream. And now, not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt must fall, but the World Heavyweight Championship belt. Because Hulk Hogan, yeah, I am the cream, yeah, the cream of the crop, and there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage. On balance, off balance, doesn't matter, I'm better than you are, yeah, and I'm talking to everyone in the World Wrestling Federation, and I'm even talking to President Jack Tunney, yeah, I'm on my way, and nothing is gonna stop me, nothing's gonna stop me. You know, just out of curiosity, Randy, and I certainly don't want to diminish your tremendous uh, God-given talents, but, but I'm very curious. I haven't seen Elizabeth lately. Yeah, she's on the outside of the ring. Does she interfere in matches? Yeah. Nothing zero, yeah. Pure athlete, yeah. And I've been, uh, yeah, maligned from the top to the bottom. And because I can't handle the macho man Randy Savage, the cream of the crop, nobody does it better.